0: Chapter 50 of Ancient Tales and Folklore of Japan. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Maria Melodia Carey. Ancient Tales and Folklore of Japan by Richard Gordon Smith. The Snow Tomb. Footnote Told to me by Fukuchi in connection with the firelights in Foxes carefully translated by mr watanabe of the prefectural government End of footnote. many years ago there lived a young man of the samurai class who was much famed for his skill in fencing in what was called the style of yagyu so adept was he he earned by teaching under his master no less than thirty barrels of rice and two rations which i am told vary from one to five show a month as one show is point six 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 feet square our young samurai rokugo yakeji was well off the seat of his success was at minami warigesui Hongo Yedo. his teacher was sudo jirozaemon and the school was at ishiwaraku rokugo was in no way proud of his skill it was the modesty of the youth coupled with cleverness that had prompted the teacher to make his pupil an assistant master the school was one of the best in tokyo and there were over one hundred pupils one january the pupils were assembled to celebrate the new year and on this the seventh day of it were drinking nanakusa a kind of sloppy rice in which seven grasses and green vegetables are mixed said to keep off all diseases for the year the pupils were engaged in ghost stories each trying to tell a more alarming one than his neighbor until the hair of many was practically on end and it was late in the evening it was the custom to keep the seventh of january in this way and they took their turns by drawing numbers one hundred candles were placed in a shed at the end of the garden and each teller of a story took his turn at bringing one away until they had all told a story this was to upset if possible the bragging of the pupil who said he did not believe in ghosts and feared nothing at last it came to the turn of Rakugo after fetching his candle from the end of the garden he spoke as follows my friends listen to my story it is not very dreadful but it is true some three years ago when i was seventeen my father sent me to gifu in minon province i reached on the way a place called nakimura about ten o'clock in the evening outside the village on some wild uncultivated land i saw a curious fireball. it moved here and there without noise came quite close to me and then went away again moving generally as if looking for something it went round and round over the same ground time after time it was generally five feet off the ground but sometimes it went lower i will not say that i was frightened because subsequently i went to the Miyoshia inn and to bed without mentioning what i had seen to anyone but i can assure you all that i was very glad to be in the house next morning my curiosity got the better of me i told the landlord what i had seen and he recounted to me a story he said about two hundred years ago a great battle was fought here and the general who was defeated was himself killed when his body was recovered early in the action it was found to be headless the soldiers thought that the head must have been stolen by the enemy one more anxious than the rest to find his master's head continued to search while the action went on while searching he himself was killed since that evening two hundred years ago the fireball has been burning after ten o'clock the people from that time till now have called it kubi sagashi you know he. footnote, the head seeking fire End of footnote. as the master of the inn finished relating this story my friends i felt an unpleasant sensation in the heart it was the first thing of a ghostly kind that i had seen the pupils agreed that the story was strange Rokugo pushed his toes into his geta clogs and started to fetch his candle from the end of the garden. He had not proceeded far into the garden before he heard the voice of a woman. It was not very dark as there was snow on the ground, but Rokugo could see no woman. He had got as far as the candles when he heard the voice again, and turning suddenly saw a beautiful woman of some eighteen summers. Her clothes were fine. The obi belt was tied in the tatea no jiri shape of the arrow standing erect as an arrow in a quiver the dress was all of the pine and bamboo pattern and her hair was done in the shimada style rokugo stood looking at her with wonder and admiration a minute's reflection showed him that it could be no girl and that her beauty had almost made him forget that he was a samurai no it is no real woman it is a ghost what an opportunity for me to distinguish myself before all my friends saying which he drew his sword tempered by the famous Morie Shinkai, and with one downward cut, severed head, body, and all into halves he ran seized the candle and took it back to the room where the pupils were awaiting him there he told the story and begged them to come and see the ghost all the young men looked at one another none of them being partial to ghosts in what you may call real life none cared to venture but by and by yamamoto jonosuke with better courage than the rest said i will go and dashed off as soon as the other pupils saw this they also gathering pluck went forth into the garden when they came to the spot where the dead ghost was supposed to lie they found only the remains of a snowman which they themselves had made during the day and this was cut in half from head to foot just as rokugo had described they all laughed several of the young samurai were angry for they thought that rokugo had been making fools of them but when they returned to the house they soon saw that rokugo had not been trifling they found him sitting with an air of great haughtiness and thinking that his pupils would now indeed see how able a swordsman he was however they looked at Rokogo scornfully and addressed them thus indeed we have received remarkable evidence of your ability even the small boy who throws a stone at a dog would have had the courage to do what you did became angry and called them insolent he lost his temper to such an extent that for a moment his hand flew to his sword hilt and he even threatened to kill one or two of them the samurai apologized for their rudeness but added your ghost was only the snowman we made ourselves this morning that is why we tell you that a child need not fear to attack it at this information okogo was confounded and he in his turn apologized for his temper nevertheless he said he could not understand how it was possible for him to mistake a snowman for a female ghost puzzled and ashamed he begged his friends not to say any more about the matter but keep it to themselves thereupon he bade them farewell and left the house it was no longer snowing but the snow lay thick upon the ground had had a good deal of sake and his gait was not over steady as he made his way home to Warigesui. when he passed near the gates of the Korinji temple he noticed a woman coming faster than he could understand through the temple grounds he leaned against the fence to watch her her hair was dishevelled and she was all out of order soon a man came running behind her with a butcher's knife in his hand and shouted as he caught her you wicked woman you have been unfaithful to your poor husband and i will kill you for it for i am his friend stabbing her five or six times he did so and then moved away Rokugo, resuming his way homewards thought what a good friend must be the man who had killed the unfaithful wife a bad woman justly rewarded with death thought he Rokugo had not gone very far however when to his utter astonishment he met face to face the woman whom he had just seen killed she was looking at him with angry eyes and she said how can a brave samurai watch so cruel a murder as you have just seen enjoying the sight rokugo was much astonished do not talk to me as if i were your husband said he for i am not i was pleased to see you killed for being unfaithful indeed if you are the ghost of the woman i shall kill you myself before he could draw his sword the ghost had vanished rokugo continued his way and on nearing his house he met a woman who came up to him with horrible face and clenched teeth as if in agony he had had enough troubles with women that evening they must be foxes who had assumed the forms of women thought he as he continued to gaze at this last one at that moment he recollected that he had heard of a fact about fox-women it was that fire coming from the bodies of foxes and badgers is always so bright that even on the darkest night you can tell the color of their hair or even the figures woven in the stuffs they wear when assuming the forms of men or women it is clearly visible that one can six feet remembering this rokugo approached a little closer to the woman and sure enough he could see the pattern of her dress shown up as if fire were underneath the hare too seemed to have fire under it knowing now that it was a fox he had to do with rokugo drew his best sword the famous one made by morie and proceeded to attack carefully for he knew he should have to hit the fox and not the spirit of the fox in the woman's form it is said that whenever a fox or a badger transforms itself into human shape the real presence stands behind the apparition If the apparition appears on the left side, the presence of the animal himself is on the right. Rokugo made his attack accordingly, killing the fox and consequently the apparition. He ran to his house and called up his relations, who came flocking out with lanterns. Near a myrtle tree, which was almost 200 years old, they found the body, not of fox or badger, but of an otter. The animal was carried home. Next day, invitations were issued to all the pupils at the fencing school to come and see it, and a great feast was given. Rokugo had wiped away a great disgrace. The pupils erected a tomb for the beast. It is known as Yukidzuka, the Snow Tomb, and is still to be seen in the Korinji Temple at Warigesui Honjo in Tokyo. End of chapter 50. Recording by Maria Melodia Carey.